Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in, Sports Night. It is January 11th, and we are... On the verge of Super Wildcard Weekend, and of course, big news today, officially, that the Patriots have parted with uh, Bill Belichick, um, joined, of course, by BSL NFL analyst Sid Seraf. Sid, we've talked about this a lot the last few months now that that it is resolved. Any final thoughts here? No, I mean, it's just, I, I felt sad when I saw the news this morning. I mean, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. It wasn't a secret, really. It was the... We had seen the reports, but I don't know. Like, there was a lot of valid criticism of his team building over the last few years. I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. I mean, there were some really weird draft picks that he made. Mac Jones obviously didn't work out. But uh, just after so much success that he's had in the run uh, that they had, especially in the the early parts of uh, this century in the aughts, kind of ends in a whimper. And uh, But, you know, it's a fact of life in the NFL. It was going to end at some point. And who knows? I don't know if we're going to see the last of him. He was so close to John Don Shula's win record. I have to imagine he's going to coach at least a couple more seasons somewhere. At least yep. try to make. There are numerous openings. He made it clear he wants to continue to coach uh, of any of the openings that are out there right now. What seems to you is the best fit? I mean, definitely not Carolina. I mean, that's what I <laughs> I'm saying that with everybody. I mean, definitely not Carolina. I mean, I've heard a lot of people make. Uh, some interesting ones. I think the most interesting one that I hadn't even really considered was with Nick Sirianni kind of getting a little bit of criticism uh, in Philly lately. We'll get to them in a, in a little bit, but I, you know, if they get sick of him and they get bounced in the first round, like, you know, they do have a defense that did have talent and, you know, again, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but that'd be kind of an interesting thing, like going to the NFC East and, and coaching the Eagles. I mean, I'd have a hard time envisioning that happening, but I'd love to see that. That'd be great, you know. Uh, well, had heard those uh, rumors about Sirianni. Hadn't really put it together Belichick uh, there. I was thinking either Atlanta or the Chargers potentially. But uh, yeah, probably the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go out and you, you know you have the quarterback. Philly would be its own story, but you know we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a ton more to say. We all knew it was coming. Do think it's interesting? Kraft had a second press conference today, and there, you know, we're going to look for the uh, head coach who gives us the best chance of winning. And I was like, well, the guy who probably gives you the best chance of winning is the guy who <laughs> won, won the six Super Bowls that you just uh, forced out the door. I, I mean, but, uh, <laughs> but not only that, it's just like, who wants that gig? Like, I don't want to follow that guy if I'm if I'm a head coach. Like, you're. It's almost like I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible to succeed over there, but it's just it's. You know, you're just going to – they're going to have that shadow just sort of hanging over your head the entire time, and everyone's just going to compare you to him. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so they're talking about, like, John uh, Mayo or, you know, Vrabel or whatever, and uh, it sounds like it's probably going to be Mayo. You know, and, and cool. Maybe, maybe he'll do a great job. Maybe there's a valid criticism about Belichick's uh, drafting and handling it as a front office, but it was interesting to me when – you know, they met Monday, apparently Belichick uh, went, did not come into the office Tuesday, and they met again Wednesday, and then they, they come to this uh, resolution and have a joint press conference. It's just I, 
I thought when it started to get dragged out, I was wondering, well, are they going to come to some type of deal where we're going to get a, a, a new uh, GM in there, get somebody running that, and he'll continue to uh, coach. But, I, yeah, I've got it with you. I don't know who you're going to bring in that's going to, like, on a coaching basis that you're going to argue that is an, an uplift for, uh, yeah, uh, overall. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, Super Wild Card Weekend, we're here. Uh, it, it's I think you know, I'll speak for myself. You can give me your answer, but I I always I think this is this in the divisional uh, weekend next week. They're kind of my favorite weeks as the NFL fan. It's just uh, uh, these games here. Uh, just so we got uh, six to look at. Uh, let's start uh, with Saturday afternoon. Cleveland goes to Houston. These teams faced off on Christmas Eve. C.J. Stroud didn't play. Uh, news today, Browns Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward was hurt in practice. His status is unknown. I saw ESPN's matchup predictor giving Cleveland a, you know, just a very the slightest uh, uh, percentage chance of winning, 50.5 as the favorite there. So what are you more confident in, Cleveland's defense or Stroud? I'm going to have to say Cleveland's defense at this point. I mean, they were the number one overall defense in yards allowed uh, this year. Uh, they can get after the passer. And you do have to – I mean, as great as C.J. Stroud has been this year, and he's been amazing. And, uh, look, I'm a big Pukunukua fan, and I would love to see him get rookie of the year, but I, he's a quarterback. And just the numbers he put up, I mean, 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, five picks, QB rating over 100. I mean, just barely, but still – and, and that was with missing two games with a concussion. But that being said, you don't know how a rookie's going to respond in the playoffs. Now, you could just say, like, look what he did during the regular season. He played a lot of great games, but it's different in the playoffs. It really is that pressure just gets ratcheted up even more. And if you have to play a team that can get after the passer like the Browns can, uh, that's that's a tough accomplishment. That's a tough uh, challenge. And Jim Schwartz is a great defensive coordinator. I imagine he's going to dial up something, even though now I will give CJ Stroud something. He didn't play the last time the uh, Texans and Browns faced off on Christmas Eve. And Nico Collins was also hurt. So like he's also back. So they're going to have them back. But I, I just have to go with defense travels, especially in the playoffs. And I think that that's, that's going to be the difference in this game. Yep. Defense travels. Uh, like you said, you don't know what, um, what it's going to look like for Stroud when the lights go on. You, you know, of course he was in big games at Ohio state was in the uh, playoff last year, uh, played a great game against Georgia, but you know, this is a little bit different. Flacco making his 16th uh, career play playoff start. He's certainly not going to be uh, rattled. Uh, he may turn the ball over, pushing it down the field as he as he has with Cleveland already eight picks in I believe the five games. But <laughs> yeah. uh, he's been consistently uh, making plays as well. So, uh, and you're right, the defense is what you can uh, consistently uh, count on. Although I will say, if you look at Cleveland's home road splits, uh, the, the defense was considerably better at, at home than it was on the road. But as you said, number one overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you. I am taking Cleveland there expecting, expecting that. So then we'll go to Saturday night. We've got Miami at Kansas city, the dolphins. They might have Mostert and Waddle back. Kansas city's going to have plenty of cold weather. Uh, these teams faced off in Germany uh, in uh, November, Kansas City winning 21-14. Uh, 
the Dolphins, they came to Baltimore December 31st. They were in position to possibly be the number one seed in the AFC. Not so much. Uh, and, uh, the, again, the ESPN's predictor giving KC a 52.6% chance of winning. So Kansas City basically just the slight favorite there at home. I don't think anybody has a really great handle on, on – uh, <laughs> on on this game, I think most people and, and yourself included are picking Kansas City because they're at home and Miami's just looked like trash the last couple of weeks and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and dealing with a bunch of injuries. So where, where are you? Yeah, so, I, I I agree with you. Just basically, <laughs> this is more anti Dolphins than really pro Kansas City because we've talked yeah. about the Chiefs and you know their issues that we've had with them. Um, Dolphins defense is a mess right now. They they have so many injuries. I mean, they brought Melvin Ingram now off the back up to the active roster. Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin. I mean, those guys were great ten years ago. But I mean, like they're bringing them up just because they don't have guys. They don't have bodies. And then you get, you add that with the Dolphins offense having to go now in sub zero temperatures in Kansas City. I mean, they had this game. All they had to do was beat the Bills. They'd have a home playoff game, and they couldn't do it. And they had that game too. It's not like the Bills came in and smacked them around. I mean, the yeah. Bills took that game from them. And it's just, I, I again, this is not a pro Kansas City thing. I, I don't, I'm not fond of the Chiefs at all, even though Patrick Mahomes is saying, I feel like we're going to play our best football at the right time. All right, dude. I mean, we've been waiting for that all year. <laughs> now, now, now we're, now we're going to turn it on. We've been, yeah, right, exactly. That, that's how it works. You know, we had all year, we, we couldn't find it, but. The lights are on now. We've got it. Um, yeah, and Kadarius yeah. Tony is definitely not going to drop the ball in in a huge in a huge moment in bad weather. You know, I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, Miami. It's probably seventy degrees. They're going to go play in ten degree weather in in Kansas City. Uh, it's, and you know, we we talked about this in August. Like, it's one thing to watch a uh, that offense when they're playing in optimal conditions. Uh, particularly at home where they're in a dome where it's earlier in the year somewhere. Uh, but also throughout the year, again, you look at their home road splits in the offense uh, in the timing offense, getting that motion going. It's they struggled with crowd noise, but now you, you throw in crowd noise, you throw in 10 degree weather, you throw in wind. And uh, I, I'm not, I don't know what to expect out of, out of that offense. Uh, at all, I mean, even even with uh, Mostert and uh, Waddle probably back. I mean, I mean, if they can, if they can, and Devin a Shane back too, uh, will be he's off the injury report, so he's going to play. But if they can kind of change what they're doing and kind of do like a ground and pound type of a thing, where they're just not doing a whole bunch of motion and doing this and that, and yeah, trick plays. Yeah. If they can go downhill and pound the Chiefs, they've got a chance. But yeah. I don't know. That's kind of it, it's they're going to have to become someone that they weren't throughout the regular season, and maybe it will work. I don't know, but just I, I got pick. I got to think if if they can put up uh, 24, 27 points somewhere in there, they're going to have a they would have a great chance. I just don't know really what to expect uh, from them, and, and you know, conversely, if the Chiefs, I mean, you know, Mahomes' comments aside, I mean, it's I'm going to. Pick the Chiefs here as well, but like uh, after watching them an entire year, you can't have confident a whole lot of confidence in uh, in the offense. I mean, it's just uh, so we'll see. And it's kind of an interesting game. Whoever comes out of there uh, uh, with uh, uh, with the win and, and what 
awaits them in the following round. But um, I think the Colts probably the story there, uh, despite the QBs. All right, uh, Sunday, uh, three games. It starts off with uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. How many turnovers would Josh Allen have to have to lose to this Steelers team? Uh, I would say let's put the over under at four. I'm going to say just, that, especially with, <clears throat> excuse me, especially with the Steelers not having T.J. Watt in this game. He's already been ruled out after with the knee injury. So yeah, they're they're going to have to get lucky. Like he's going to have to, because anything can happen if you make mistakes. Like if you you can be a clearly better team, but if you keep shooting yourself in the foot, you're going to lose. And but look with the Steelers, I've made no bones about it. I have not been a fan of this team all year. I felt like they've been doing it with smoke and mirrors, and. Uh, I don't know. I know I said I was annoyed that they made the playoffs in my piece this week. I, I Maybe that was a little bit of a strong language, but I was just more perplexed at how they were. Again, they managed to finish with a winning record and get into the postseason. And look, credit to Mason Rudolph. He's played well. Kind of wondered why they didn't turn to him sooner, why they even bothered with Mitch Trubisky there for a few weeks. Uh, it's beyond me, but. Yeah, I, I, in your article you mentioned, uh, you know, giving credit to Rudolph. I think that was correct. They have played better with him, and since they dismissed uh, Matt Canada, they've looked more like Pittsburgh. They've uh, been running the ball more directly between the tackles. Uh, uh, but no T.J. Watt, uh, a really, you know, uh, it's a really good like team overall. I, I mean, it, it's not good. Uh, uh, <laughs> It, it's uh, Buffalo really didn't play all that great down the stretch, even though they were they were a- a- adding wins. Um, but if Buffalo loses this game, that would be a. I, I think I got to stop talking about the NFL if if because yeah. I I, I, mean, can't, I, was, yeah. I can't see it. I just it's like it was funny because I, I was. I, I, I really jumped on the Bills hype train, like, down the stretch. Like, they were winning, and they were beating some decent teams, and I'm going, like, okay, this is it. Okay, they're back now. You know, they had their bye week. They came back. They figured it out. And then they had a couple of really weird close games. I mean, I don't know, that Chargers game they had on the road, which the, that Chargers team was, I mean, hanging on by a thread. They didn't know Herbert. And uh, that game was still way too close. And then that finale – against the Dolphins, which they, I think they were kind of given that game, but uh, up against the Steelers, uh, the one thing that the Steelers have is they can run the ball, I guess, a little bit, you know, if Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are going to need to have big games because that's, I mean, if you can say that the Bills defense has a weakness, it's against the run. I mean, they're 15th in the league against the rush, but they're going to have to, the Steelers are going to have to ugly up this game and hope that the Bills make mistakes, which could happen. We've seen it from Josh Allen, but I don't know. I just I don't I don't see that happening. I, I like the Bills here. Well, if the NFL has a script, the Steelers are going to win. Screw up everybody's uh, uh, parlays, and that'll be yeah. uh, and that'll be fun. So then we get to Sunday afternoon, uh, kind of a traditional uh, playoff game: Green Bay at Dallas. I feel like we've seen this matchup a thousand times. Uh, Green Bay enters the playoffs having won six of eight. Jordan Love, of course, he's been hot. Uh, zero pressure on the Packers. Dallas, of course, has been fantastic at home. Winners of their last 16. 
Green Bay's defense is pretty limited. Uh, I expect you're picking Dallas here, but you know, what, what do you see as a key? <laughs> well, look, the the big key is uh, for the Packers is they got to stop CD Lamb, right? Mm. Uh, and then guess what happened today? We just got just before we started recording. A uh, story came out that Jair Alexander, the Packers' quarter, uh, corner, stepped on someone's foot during a jog through at practice and rolled it, rolled his ankle. So I don't know what that means if he's going to play or not. I mean, ankles are weird. I've rolled my ankle a bunch of times. Sometimes you can roll it, and by the next day you're okay, and the, or the next morning it'll just swollen, and you know you're kind of hobbling around for a little while. But look, this is all setting up for Dallas. It really is. Yep. Uh, they're at home. They've won, I think, 16 straight games or regular season games, uh, you know, in at Jerry World. Uh, now the uh, Packers big corner is now hurt. Uh, the Packers defense is okay. They're lousy against the rush. Uh, they're okay against the pass. Uh, but, look, this is this is set up. I mean, if, if the Cowboys lose this game, it's over. I'm, I mean, I'm just never – I mean, I know I've said that before, and I've, you know, I've said I'm sick of them and sick of them. This is it. If they lose this game, I'm washing my hands of this franchise. That means that there's nothing they can do. Well, of course, it'll be the lead story, uh, and it'll be discussed uh, ad nauseum, as they seem to be every day on the uh, national yeah. uh, shows. And, of course, uh, the talk this week has also been if they did lose uh, McCarthy's job, could that be uh, – oh, you, uh, you <laughs> oh, who knows? I even saw a story this week uh, saying uh, Belichick and Jerry Jones' partnership is not all that far-fetched. It is to me, but uh, – you know, because the yeah, I just oh, I almost do want to see it just to see what would happen. But oh, they got to bring back Jimmy Johnson if they make the uh, uh, if they make the uh, change there. Pull him out of uh, yeah, out of the Fox Studios. Yeah, retired <laughs> in Key West where he's uh, on his boat drinking beers. All right, that. let's get to the Sid Seraph game of the week. Sunday night, L.A. Rams at Detroit. Stafford goes back to uh, Detroit. Golf faces his old squad. Detroit's in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. They have not won a playoff game since 1991. The Rams are two years out from a Super Bowl title. They've won seven of their last eight, the lone loss being in Baltimore in overtime. Who wins here and why? By the way, the Lions have won just one playoff game since 1957. I, mean, I don't. I don't. How does that happen? It's unfathomable. That it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like you. That's you know how this, is, NFL, this is the NFL. Like everybody is good. You at can't college. luck your way into like at least two or three years where you had one. You know, it's, I just I don't get it. it the franchise, franchise has had Barry and uh, Megatron and uh... <laughs> so many bad teams. I I don't get. It doesn't make any sense anyway. But you know, that's a we could go on and on and up for. Uh, about you know about that for a while, but uh, look, we we all know the storylines. Matthew Stafford returning home. Uh, uh, my best case scenario for the Rams is this: You remember that Super Bowl when the Bucks blew out uh, the Raiders, and it was John Gruden coaching against his former team, and it's because he knew uh, Rich Gannon, you know, like yeah. the back of his hand, and knew exactly where he was going to go with the ball, and they got I think it was six picks uh, that game. If for the Rams, I think Sean McVay, knowing Jared Goff as well as he does, knowing his tendencies, knowing what he's going to look for, that might help a little bit. But on paper, I mean, the Lions are favored by three. Look, they can run the. They've they've got a lot of talent. They can. Their running game is great. They got that two hundred monster in Montgomery and Gibbs. 
they've got uh, their passing. They've got good receivers. Uh, Sam Laporta, who we thought was going to be gone for months, you know, after he hurt himself, uh, it was week 18. Uh, he practiced today and he's optimistic that he's going to play Sunday night. That's huge because he's a matchup nightmare, especially for the Rams. They're not great at linebacker uh, and their secondary is suspect. Uh, if they can uh, do what Jared Goff does best, which is pound the football, pound the football, pound the football, and uh, get play action, they can beat the Rams secondary deep. Uh, and, and look, the Rams offense has been great uh, lately, uh, but they do turn over. They finished the season minus three in turnover differential. That's not, you know, Stafford has been well known to throw picks. Kyron Williams for all the, you know, shine he's been getting lately. He can, he has ball security issues too. So if they go in and they start turning the ball over and the Lions can control the tempo, I like their chances here. I, I don't like, I'm not really into moral victories, but like for, the Rams to even be in the spot is pretty impressive. I mean, they had to de- they had so much dead cap money this season. I think they're second in the league in dead cap money, and they're just loaded with rookies and lower round draft picks. And for them to even be in the spot is ten wins. I mean, that's that's great. I'd love to see them get a playoff win, but well, not I, not I to jinx you, uh, Sid, but basically you're the only person I've seen picking Detroit. Uh, no, uh, I like I I. I, I uh, uh, myself, I'm going to take the Rams here, I, I, and it, it's partly because of what I saw directly with, when the Rams were, were here in Baltimore. That part of it is, uh, you know, Detroit's going to Detroit. I, can be wrong. I, I, I just, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I think I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm doing a little reverse uh, reverse jinx thing here with the Rams, you know, because of my fandom. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to overcompensate and say like, no, 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 no. Maybe I've got the. It, it, it's fun, it's fun to have the season that's unexpected and just enjoy it, and then to go into a game like that where everything feels like a bonus. But I think uh, I think the Rams move on uh, the following week. We'll get to the ramifications of nobody, that. Nobody would be happier than me. Uh, last game, uh, and of course the NFL has to drag things out. They can't just play the three games on Saturday and Sunday. Both they got to have a game on Monday night. Eagles at Tampa Bay. Philly ends their 23 regular season with losses to Arizona and the Giants, capping off a 1-5 stretch to end the year. They can't stop anyone. Mayfield's dealing with a rib injury. ESPN's analytics giving Philly a 57% chance at the road victory. Where are you on this game? I'm out on Philly. Yeah. I'm out on them. I, I, weren't they 8-1 at some point? And, they were 10-1. Oh, 10 and one, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. And for them to uh, limp into the playoffs and then lose the division, they had that division in their hip pocket and they just could not. And then the, the schedule makers tried to do them a solid. I mean, they had two games against the Giants sandwiched around a game against the Cardinals and they gacked two of them and they got blown out in week 18. Yeah, whatever. Jalen Hurts got hurt, but come on, man. I mean, and it's just came into that game with it, like, I, I mean, losing to Arizona, that was a horrible loss. But then yeah. they, they come off of that, and they said, hey, they said all the right things. We're going to get it, you know, similar to Mahomes' comment earlier. Hey, we, we've put it together this week. We're going to be ready for the uh, Giants. We're going to go into the playoff. A game, like, you have to win to have a chance to win the division. You, of course, you would have needed Dallas to lose to Washington at that point. But you you know, you needed that game, and they come in and they just 
I, I mean, they lose that game. I mean, that was horrible. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make another Rams comparison. When the Rams won the Super Bowl uh, two years ago, they had a horrible November. Uh, they had they had three losses in their bye week. They didn't win a game. But they got it together, and they when they went into the playoffs, they had won a few games in a row. So they were actually riding their problems. The Eagles are the exact opposite. They, they've just looked worse and worse every single week. And that defense, I don't know what's happened. I mean, they were one of the best units, if not the best, in the units of the league uh, sacking uh, at sacks last year. And now they've they dropped all the way to 20th. I mean, yeah, they- I mean, we talked earlier in the year. We know they had the coordinator change. And then again, later in the year with uh, Patricia, we know they lost some people in the back end. But you went into the year still with like they got the numerous first round picks on, on their front and you thought, well, they're at least going to be able to rush to pass, uh, pass. I mean, like that fell off uh, right now. They can't do anything. I think they're literally 30th in the league and in, in most defensive uh, categories. I mean, it's uh, uh, some people locally, they've made the point of uh, the Ravens uh, second Super Bowl. You go into that, that 12th season where, Ravens made a coordinator change late in the year. They struggled down the stretch. They're dealing with injuries. Then they got to the playoffs. They had some pedigree and they got hot. Uh, could Philly be be the same thing? But man, it's really hard to have any confidence in in, uh, in Philly. I have Tampa w- winning this. Me too. Right. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Sirianni earlier so like to be a year off the Super Bowl and, and to have been 10 and one and then potentially be on the chopping block I feel like that's probably too much but he made some poor hires with the coordinator changes and that's gonna have to be addressed uh, be addressed uh, but it's also Philly's market and you never know who <laughs> you never know how that's gonna play I mean well it's just it's the whole thing it's like you know Sirianni's a I mean, he's kind of like Dan Campbell in the sense he's a big rah-rah guy. Yeah. But, you know, that'll only take you so far in the pros. Right. you gotta, you got to be able to scheme and make right decisions and make good hires. And uh, I'm just not seeing it out of them. Like in their, like I said, they're backsliding, and they're just really on a wrong trajectory right now. And, and this this is not even a pro-Tampa thing. Like I said in my story, I don't – I mean, Tampa doesn't really do anything well, really, you know. Now, we've mentioned a few times during the year, you know, liking Baker's competitiveness. The only thing that scares me about picking Tampa here is this past weekend, uh, they looked they looked horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a bad game. Uh, and, and Baker dealing with the ribs, I mean, he was just completely off. So, I, you know, it depends what you think about him. But, but then you look at the Eagles, they're dealing with, you know, Beyond the defense, the offense is, has been an issue all year as well. Hertz hasn't been impressive. Maybe he's also dealing with, uh, with, with stuff. And then, of course, uh, uh, A.J. Brown, I haven't seen his uh, status. Uh, 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 but I want to vamp for a little bit. I, for a second, I can uh, look that up. Uh, we'll vamp. I mean, it's an interesting no, game. He missed practice today. Uh, missed practice. So, you know. Doesn't particularly bode well for uh, Philly. 
Uh, I will say again, just being the old man, I, I wish they were just playing the uh, three games on Saturday, three on Sunday versus the Monday night game. But hey, we'll stretch. And a lot, a lot, I've seen a lot of negative reviews for the Monday night. I, I might be like the, in the extreme minority. I actually like it. I'm going like, hey, there's a game on Monday night. This is kind of cool. You know? All right. Uh, you know, but you're. I think the one advantage you got is being on the uh, on the West Coast. Um, yeah, that's true. It, it, it just. I, I I'm just getting old at this point, Sids. I just need something to complain about, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, all right, larger thoughts. Let's go back to the Rams. If they win, they get San Francisco. Dallas at that point would get the Philly Tampa winner. So, uh, you know, potentially Rams could see San Francisco for a third time. Obviously, there's no in a division uh, matchup like that. There's no surprises. I mean, they played the last week of the season. Of course, both quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, were out. But I would, if the Rams get to that game, even as much as we both love San Francisco, I'm going to give, I would give LA a puncher's chance in that game. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I, and they've got the best quarterback on the field, and they've got the weapons to make it, you know, make it interesting. They got the weapons and they've got the knowledge. Yeah. And if you watch, uh, and they both look, both head coaches said the same thing after the game. Uh, it was nice that the finally that the Rams actually did end that regular season losing streak to the Niners, even though it was like you know both teams were had emptied their benches and that. But neither team did anything that you could scout yeah. for the rest. We're gonna make it as bland and vanilla as possible. Yeah, or- it was basically a preseason yeah. game out there. There yeah. was just you know base sets. You know, nothing complicated. Hand off the ball, whoever wins. It didn't matter to either team. So it was like they were in no matter what. Uh, yeah, I look, I give them a puncher. Definitely I give them a puncher's chance just because they – doesn't matter. They These two teams play each other uh, close because they know each other and they play twice a year and they've had some really good matchups. Usually San Francisco's the one winning. But, uh, yeah, they definitely have a chance to pull the upset. Absolutely, especially with San Francisco having a week off. You never know. And, you know, I'm saying Dallas gets Philly, so uh, Philly or Tampa. But, you know, of course, that's saying Dallas gets past Green Bay. But if that is the way it works out, that's a pretty easy uh, stretch for Dallas to get to the you know, conference championship, taking the uh, Philly-Tampa winner. <laughs> so, yeah, so if Green Bay wins this game somehow, which is definitely possible, just knowing yeah. Dallas, so that would be get Green Bay at San Francisco then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good right? San Francisco would play the lowest seed winner because the Packers are the seventh seed and the, and the Rams. Right, Packers are the seventh. Uh, I'm kind of assuming maybe that's going to be a mistake. Maybe we'll, well, I'll laugh about it on uh, Sunday, but I'm assuming a Dallas going to. Uh, no, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Green Bay mainly because I don't believe in the Packers defense, but that no, could be, it could be a. Uh, could be a shootout, and uh, you start putting some pressure on Dallas when Greenway doesn't feel any. That 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 could that could wind up being interesting. But the larger point I was going to make is if Dallas advances and they have to play the, and they do get the, uh, Tampa Philly winner in Dallas, that's a pretty easy path for the Cowboys to get to the conference uh, championship for the 100%. first time since '95. Uh, if the Browns win, as we both like, then Flacco returns to Baltimore for the divisional uh, round. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, similar to what we just said with San Francisco and L.A., you get a divisional 
game, a third matchup. There's no surprises. Teams know each other. Uh, the Browns beat the Ravens earlier in the year. That was Deshaun Watson's last game. Flacco certainly not going to be uh, intimidated. Uh, you know, n- nothing there. It, it becomes a really interesting type of nightmare game for the Ravens. Could, uh, could, picture, uh, could picture that just being uh, uh, pushed at least. As a non-interested party, uh, I, I would. I mean, I would. I'd have popcorn out for that game. That, that, that's a good one. That's that's tasty. That matchup. That that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so really looking forward to Wildcard Weekend. Great stuff from Sid at the site, BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. Check out his preview uh, there. We're going to enjoy the game Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. We'll be back uh, next week to preview the divisional round, uh, which should be uh, a lot of fun as well. So uh, great time, NFL fans. Enjoy the action this week. Check out the uh, common talk on the site, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care.